Welcome to Golf Life Now's podcast, a service provided by Logan Anderson, Gulf Coastal Realtors. My name is Bill Anderson, and I'm going to talk to you today about making repairs to my house or offer cash to buyers. This is something that comes up pretty frequently. The house inspection is done the inspector finds a number of things that are wrong with the house, in quotes, and that is presented to the potential buyers who then have to make a decision whether they're going to ask the sellers to fix any of the items or not. That's the whole point here that we want to talk about is if you are the seller, and let's look at it from the seller's perspective for a moment, You've already agreed on the price by that time. You may have made a concession on the price. You may have even offered to give some cash in escrow to cover the costs for closing. And then you receive from the buyer a list of items you want to have repaired. I recommend to my seller clients that if that list is all small things, many things that other people simply live with, but because we have an inspector, they write it all down, then you have a choice at that point. You can say no, and the buyer could potentially back out of the deal. That hasn't happened as often in this seller's market, but things do change and are likely to change in the future. You still never know what the trigger is for someone who says, Yes, I want to have this fixed, or yes, I have want to have that fixed. The difficulty in agreeing to repair anything, even if you decide to do that, is trying to find someone that can actually come out and get the work done and get it done before closing. Because once you agree that you're going to do that, then there's an amendment to the agreement, and it's locked in stone. It has to be done before closing takes place. That might be a problem if you're trying to close within about 30 days. It may take two weeks to find someone that can actually do the work, and then you have to get quotes, that kind of thing. With the larger number of items, even if they're small, that may be even more difficult because it may take more than one person to go out and fix all of those things. So now all you want to do is sell the place, and you've run into all these issues you didn't even know existed. We always tell our clients that we represent for selling the property, listing it, that they should look around their house and fix all of the obvious items up front if they can, unless they're selling it as is. That way they can avoid having the inspector come through and collect items that are difficult to get fixed in a short period of time in any case. So as a seller you have a choice here there are probably several choices but the one that we usually recommend if there are a lot of little items is just assume what that cost is going to be and decide to give the buyers a credit I'll give you an example of a property that I sold recently it was a newer house about five years old a lot of the parts of the house were under warranty and the property inspector found about 10 different minor things, all very minor, didn't really need to be fixed. There was no damage to the house. 
Um, there were, would be no damage to the house either if they weren't fixed. Um, my client decided to give them $1,000 and they were happy with that. This way they can get the fixes done the way they want to get them done. The other thing that happens when you're on the buying side is that there's a rush to get these things done. And if the person selling the house has them fixed and says, let's close, here's the list, here's the list, and you go and take a look, find out that, well, they were kind of fixed, not to your satisfaction, but they were fixed. And there isn't much that you can say about that because remember, the seller isn't bound to do anything about fixing these items. And the fact that they hired somebody to do it and that person didn't do a real good job is not their fault. They made an effort. And now you are faced with, well, some of these are fixed okay, but I'm going to have to do work on others. So give that some serious consideration and consider when you go back to the seller saying to the seller, if you just give us X dollars at closing, we'll take care of all of this. Believe me, that just, you know, lets the tension go. Everybody seems to be happy with that kind of arrangement. Now, that's assuming these are relatively small items. If the inspector comes back and tells you you need a new roof or there's something very major, that's entirely different. That's a situation where the buyer may choose to back out. Since you haven't sold your house, hopefully at this point, it's not even listed yet, and you are a seller and you listen to this podcast, then take our advice and take a look at your property from another perspective. Maybe have a neighbor look at it or a friend that doesn't live there and go through and make a list of things that you can easily fix. I'll give you an example. Let's say that there is a rotted 4x4 holding up a porch and the bottom is rotted. You can replace that yourself if you're physically able to and you have the skills for $30, $40 for just the cost of buying the new lumber and putting it in yourself. It may be a little more expensive if you have a handy person do it for you, but if the inspector finds it, then the buyer is going to assume that it's going to be very expensive and they might go out and get some bids on it and before you know it it's $200. In almost every case the assumption is it's going to be a lot more money to fix it after the fact than if you do it yourself or you pay to have somebody do it because they may not have the time to actually find the right person for the job and get a real good bid on it so they're going to assume a larger dollar amount. That's why it's very important as a seller that you not allow any room for leverage on the part of the buyer for things that weren't done right. If you're a buyer, you really don't want to buy a house where you have to do a lot of fixing unless that's your specific aim here. You probably do want these things fixed. That's why you would ask the seller to fix them. So it would make it a lot easier for you as a buyer if that seller would have listened to a podcast like this and made all of those small repairs before you came by. Now there's a difference between making small repairs and very large ones. As a seller, 
you may not want to spend $15,000 to put a roof on that property, but you want to sell your property. So you have to consider in the pricing that you may have to reduce your price and specifically tell them that you have done so because this is the value of the roof. Uh, you know, you cannot give them that kind of money in the closing process generally unless the house is priced very high because there's a limit on how much you can give. You need to either fix that roof before you sell it or tell them you're selling the house as is and you're not going to fix that roof and you have priced it below market to cover that value. I'm not going to get into any more of that strategy in this session here, but come back to other podcasts where we talk more about selling strategies and buying strategies. We like to cover both sides with this, but this particular topic that we just discussed today, which is make repairs to my house or offer cash to the buyers, comes up all the time. Just keep it in mind, you're not surprised. Don't be concerned about that inspector's report because if you did a good job before you put it on the market, you would have performed your own inspection and found many of these things. And you'll be prepared to deal with them one way or the other. Maybe you already know that these are issues and you're willing to give cash at closing so that they can go ahead and fix it. At this point, you're aware. And that's what's important. Thank you for coming to our podcast. We hope that you go to our website, loganandersonllc.com. That's L-O-G-A-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-L-L-C.com, where we have a lot of blog articles all about real estate and houses and closing and finance, everything that you need to know before buying or selling a property. And while we're on that topic of buying and selling a property, Logan Anderson would love to work with you if you want to list your property or you are in the market of for buying a property, whether it's your home or a vacation home or it's an investment property. We're prepared to talk to you about any of those types of properties and help you through the entire process. Thank you again for visiting our podcast, Golf Life Now, and we hope that you come to other podcasts as well. Thank you.